This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. Chris Canty in for key today. Insane we are presented by Progressive Insurance. I'm insane because I because I correctly noticed that two thirds of the teams in the NBA make the playoffs. So I'm not trying to talk uh, about an MVP till the whole uh, thing is over. Get out of here. Can you please not start it off today? It's Friday. They came in it's with that right. sound. He's it's on it already. Crap. You could have twisted it into something positive. It's Friday. That's right. Don't don't try and take a shot at me through production. Absolutely not. <laughs> By the way, Chris, if you can see when 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 the crew takes a shot at Max through production, he crosses his feet, and you can just tell my his, feet are not crossed. No, they they were crossed at the beginning. You uncrossed really? them. Yeah. I, Completely. You know, Jay, Jay would know more than me. He's watching me. <laughs> That's one of his tells, Optics Jay. cops, man. I'm just trying to tell you, Chris. I'll be watching yeah, out here. Jay. That's one of them tells, Jay. Yeah. That's one of them tells when he gets sensitive. The two I of you are the Iguodala. worst. The two of you are the I've never been peeped like this in my life. You're the my two boy, detectives. though. I'm with you every and, day for like no, six no, hours. Of course. Of course. You call me out on it, but you you notice things about body language that I, I'm completely unconscious about, right? And, and, and then you make me very self-conscious about it. But, I got, but it's like he putting on the chapstick every time R&B comes on. It's true. It's a real thing. He does it. He does it. Every time. And then thank God Chris is not in studio today. Because I gotta like check. Well, hold on, and my shoes clean. My any holes yeah. in the sweater? The holes in the sweater, though. That's the just God's gift sweater. to Chris. So you you yeah. gave it to him. You know what the worst like, part that, is? You just that was a layup, Max. Like that's just something you can't do. Like how you gonna sit here and lounge back in the studio with holes in the underarms of your I didn't sweater? Know that we're there. Expect me not to say something. Now hold on. Now two things. One is I did not know the hole was there. It was a hole in the in the right armpit. Right? However, even with the knowledge that it's there, if no, if I didn't know, or even if I knew and no one else knew, I might still try to get away with it. <laughs> you would have got away with it because I'm on sweater. your left side. The hole Damn. was underneath your right side. Now I, I would have never seen it. Yeah, now I could never wear it again. I would have never said anything. Either, it's an expensive though. sweater, by the way. Yeah, you need to retire that one. <laughs> yeah, it is. Now it's retired. Thanks yeah, a lot. There you go. It was done. Good. He had another season or two left. R.I.P. to that gray sweater you wear. It's done. He had another season or two left in him. You so, guys are excited uh, about opening day yesterday? Yeah, man. What about, I know, Chris, you're a baseball fan. Absolutely. I mean, listen, the Yankees, Aaron Judge on the second pitch he sees, takes yeah. it to Monument Park. Yeah. Garrett Cole, six strong, 11 strikeouts, no earned runs. What, what is there about yesterday's Yankees performance for me not to be excited about is the better question, Jay. Because Pat is a Phillies fan. That's why you're Pat getting Pat won't that. stop, yeah. though. The Phillies proud. How many World Series championships the Phillies got, oh, Pat? God. Stop playing that thing. You know, did you see the Phillies against the Rangers yesterday? Just saying. Uh, I saw no, the no, Rangers. No, they were up, five, the they were up five. Like that's a big they team. They were up, Max, they were up five nothing yeah. in the bottom of the fourth with Aaron Nola on the mound, and they gave it all back in one inning. 
Yeah. All no, back in one inning. It was 9-5 going into the fifth. It was disgusting. See, this is what the happens on the show. Game. Chris, you, you wouldn't guys... have told me that, Chris. I would have never known because no one paying attention to the Phillies. Go ahead. You well, the only them. reason I'm paying attention because the Texas Rangers is Chris Carlin's baseball team. Yeah, so we were watching it yeah. while really? we were doing our Chris show. Chris Carlin's yeah, a Rangers, Rangers fan? fan? How it's the hell weird. did that happen? It's very, very, very what? strange. He's a Jersey guy, and he's a Rangers fan. How, how I don't do we, know how, how that happened. Nolan guy. Ryan or something? How did he become no, a Rangers no. fan? And you got to remember, I don't know. He I guess a he's Mets a masochist. I, I don't get it. <laughs> a Ranger? <laughs> it's, just, it's just odd. Like, I get a Cowboys fan from Jersey. That happens all the time. Yes. You know, it's disgusting, but it happens all the time. I've never heard of a Texas Rangers fan from New Jersey. It it's the, the first, most random thing I've awkward. ever seen. I've yeah. even heard of weird stuff like, you know, the Giants, so, because his dad used to root for the New York Giants, or whatever it is. I've never heard of a Rangers fan from Jersey. No, no. Did no. you say that you used to be a Mets this, fan? Yes. Yeah, no, so, is that why I got all the Mets hockey. slander yesterday on the text chain, Nuno? Well, oh, not me. Not me. Look, uh, half their pitching roster is actually injured. Edwin Diaz. I'm like, we, we know. I, I, I know. Justin Verlander. <laughs> I said, we know. I, Justin Verlander. I know. And I, I, I get it. We still got a win yesterday. Leave us alone. Yeah, just sure let, Chris, just let our squad do our thing. We don't need the noise. Just let us go to work. You know, that's all I want. Yeah, I would be a concern, though, Jay. I mean, you got the most yeah. expensive payroll in baseball, and when it comes out to Vegas' odds to win the World Series, okay. you guys aren't in the top four. It's yeah, okay. You know, that, Chris, Jay, we're paying. A little bit of a concern. We're paying. We're coming. It's happening in time. We're going to keep paying. Yeah, y'all going to keep paying. We're the old cyber in the family. That's okay. Listen, yeah, Verlander. Listen, it's, early, it's early, but it's already it. time to start talking about what moves the Mets and Steve Cohen going to make Man, at the trade deadline because you still got to add pitching. Still got to add pitching. The interesting thing is – the deepest pocketed owner in baseball. You can throw something together, but if the the most important thing is that farm system's humming, you know, you got to churn out those prospects because otherwise you just get expensive and old. You'll compete, but you, no one puts together like a dominant year in year out World Series champion through free agency. You can you add to the nucleus that you develop. Hey, what do you think of opening day in terms of the pace, guys? I loved it. With the clock. I loved it. I mean, you're talking about the Yankees game being done in two and a half hours. How could you not sign up for that, Max? That, that was a beautiful I totally thing. I, I, was, I was fine with it. I mean, I liked the, the, the sped-up pace of the game. It was hard for me to find the pitch clock, though, depending upon what network I was watching the game. I didn't notice it. Now, I had the Yankees game on while I'm prepping this just in, and then while I'm on the air, but we have it on in the studio. I didn't notice the pitch clock visually. Well, the Yes Network, they popped it up with like 10 seconds uh-huh. or less. Uh-huh. So, like, it, just, it, it varied, right? It was just awkward for me. I was trying to, like, figure out half the time where the hell it was at. Yeah, well, Jay, I think Major League Baseball intentionally didn't want it in the normal shot uh, for the TV broadcast. I think that's one of those things that they want for the players to have access to, but they don't really want it to be why? intrusive for the fans. Why, why would that be the case? Though? Well, because baseball, a part of the beauty of it traditionally is not being a game that has a clock. Like, that that was their claim to fame. We don't have a clock on this thing. And so I think they're trying to cater to some of the diehards that are opposed to a pitch clock or these types of innovations that Major League Baseball is is, is implementing this year. But and Chris, it's, also, not- it's also trial and error. Like, this is a new thing. They're trying it to, you know, the, when TV first started broadcasting baseball games, they didn't know what angle to shoot it from. It turned out right behind the pitcher, right? But, but like, there's tr- it's trial and error right now. They're figuring out what, you know, how to do this thing. But if you're trying to reimagine what the sport looks like in the future, why are you catering to an older, older demographic? Why, why aren't you catering to a new demographic? Well, you are with that the part, Jay. Itself. That part. Like, I'm sitting there looking at what's going on yesterday and all of the action. Guys stealing bases. Guys being able to move runners over old school, driving in runs with base hits. 
as opposed to just home run strikeout. And I love it because not only are you talking about the game being shorter, but you're talking about more action. And that's really the thing that's kept a lot of the younger casual sports fans away from baseball. So I'm all about the changes that they're making. I would just argue that the changes came five years too late. Like this is something that that. this this is something that they should have been working on. All the other major professional sports leagues have embraced the innovations that have led to their sports being lucrative. Now think about football back in the day. I mean, it was more running back centric. The owners made the decision. We're going to build the game around the quarterback. That's going to be the marquee of the league. And all of the rules are going to be in place to accentuate quarterbacks in the passing game production. Yeah, but Chris, and me, now the NFL hasn't been more popular. Let me same ask with, you, Max. Same, you, you guys are more traditionalists as it relates to baseball fans, right? Mm-hmm. Is the pitch clock or these changing of rules, is it really bringing more casual fans Too to Too early to tell, but it, eventually it probably will. You think so? Yeah. 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 But it's well, not even about thing. bringing more fans. It's about even keeping what you got. Like, baseball doesn't want to go you're, backwards. You're, you're deciphering you, what you got, though. I mean, you're, you're dividing what you got because you have an old crew that doesn't like that. Yeah, right? but yeah, you, listen, you're gonna have, they're going to have to be some compromises. Baseball as a consumer product is inferior to basketball and football. So is soccer, by the way. I, baseball is my favorite because it was my first love as a team sport as a little kid. But I can acknowledge that's the reason it's my favorite because I came up with it, right? Mm. It is not as good a consumer product for a variety of reasons as football or basketball for television, right? Same, by the way, I don't know why soccer fans have such a t- tough time admitting the same thing. Same thing, same thing applies no. to soccer. Not as good as basketball or football. So different. So, so like, to consume, right? So, baseball got to figure out a way to stay competitive heading it. This is like, it, it happened in 2023, but it's really like baseball just entered the 21st century with this mm. stuff. Do you think soccer is boring to consume? Compared to football or basketball? I mean, but you ever been to a soccer match, sure. Max? Yeah. Have you like I, a, a I, live I used one, to, like a World Cup? I used like, to go, I used to go they, to to Cosmos games back in the day because well, Pele was playing in Jersey, man. I used to go. Yeah, I mean the environments are insane. It's it's not as uh, yeah, stagnant sure, the, as a baseball you, game where everybody's just sitting there. Once you talk about the environment, you're not looking at the field. You're looking at the people around you. I'm talking about what's happening on the field. Talk about look, ba- ba- basketball and football are the evolution of soccer. Soccer's mm. hundred yards, running up and down, but on TV they're running slowly because it's a big field. Basketball, short court, they're going quick up and down. Soccer, you there's can't just, use your hands. You have way more action. Thumbs. Soccer, well, Matt, basketball, Matt, you must use your hands. You're, you're soccer, grappling, you're grabbing, soccer, you're slide let's tackling, put a goalie, you're, you're heading balls, let's you're get doing a go- bicycle kicks. Soccer, what are you talking about? Let's get Matt, way Matt, more soccer, action soccer, in soccer than there is in baseball. Soccer, let's put a goaltender there to stop people from scoring. Basketball, that's goaltending. You, you have about? to allow people to score. Soccer, the goal is on the ground. Basketball, let's raise it, show more athletic ability. It's just b- basketball is baseball the evolution soccer of not, soccer. Uh, baseball Jay, soccer Jay, not the same. Jay, Jay, to get to your original point, like is this going to bring in a more casual fan? I think you have a better chance of doing that just because you have more action in the sport. You got more action for every yeah. game that's being put on television, and you're going to generate more highlights. And that's how a lot of young fans consume yes. games, right? Even with the NBA, some of the studies – they're not watching entire games. People are not sitting down for two and a half hours, but what they will do is watch House of Highlights on YouTube, and they'll sit there and check out and see everything that's happening with their favorite players. If you're baseball, if you have more action and your stars making more plays, then you can draw in a younger fan base. I think that's what they're trying to – That's fair. That's what they're trying to reach out to. I don't know if it'll work, but I think they have a better chance as opposed to the product that they had the last couple of years. When you say action, too – 
The thing about sports, I talked about this yesterday about the UFC, the highest level you can play a sport, the most efficient way is not always consumer-friendly. So in, in UFC, it turns out the two guys on the ground barely moving for a half an hour is the highest form of fighting. Dana White said, nah, it's not selling. Stand them up. So, so baseball, the most efficient way to play is three true outcomes. Strikeout, Chris touched on it before. Strikeout, home run, walk. walk. Right? Yeah, I hear. That's not action. That's just yeah. guys standing there. So but, base hits, stolen bases, defensive plays. That's what you're getting now. But, CeCe, to your point, defensive plays like Hunter Renfro yesterday, right, for the Angels. I mean, that catch he made. Did y'all see that? Like, that went viral yeah. last night. Like, that, that's a viral situation where kids wake up, they see the catch, and they're like, damn. Like, that, that's a play that gets people talking about baseball. Yeah. Did you guys not yeah. see this? Yeah. Ooh, look at this catch. Yeah. Look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ha! Yeah. It's what? unbelievable. Hey, Jay, I'll do you one better. The Victor Robles catch off the Ronald Acuna base. That was nasty, uh, which, too. Which should have been yeah. extra base hits. Yep. That was unbelievable right there at the warning track. Like, if you're having those, I guess, web gems is what they used to call them. Like, yeah, if man. you're having more of those plays, I think it makes for a more exciting, more compelling product. And that's where baseball has been lacking in comparison to the NFL or the NBA. Just how concerned should the Bucks be with the Celtics? After Jay has this from Granger. For the ones who get it done, like Max and Chris Canty, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Listen to Keyshawn J. Will and Max live. Everywhere you are, download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Wise, the account that helps you manage your money all around the world. Dining in dollars, doing business and bot, wherever life takes you, the Wise account helps you send, spend, and receive in different currencies fast. Wise is the easy way to connect all of your finances internationally. Buying that dream property in Portugal? Done. Freelancing in France? No problem. Sending money back to mom? Simple. All without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. Minimum fees, maximum ease, full speed. Join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash unsportsmanlike. Celtics whoop up on the Bucks, 140-99. Tatum with 40, Jalen Brown with 30. Um... Celtics are now 53 and 24. They shot 22 of 43 from three point range, moved within Ooh. two games of the Bucks, who are now 55 and 22. Uh, you look at the schedule, guys. Jay, this was, I want to say, five out of six for the Bucks 
six out of eight games that they've played, nights that they've played, second of back-to-back, whereas the Celtics, I don't think they played a second of back-to-back in a couple of weeks. So, you know, going in, you know what's going to happen. Did, what, did you learn anything from this game? I learned about the upside of the Boston Celtics. I learned that Jason Tatum came out of his slump. You know, since All-Star game where he dropped 55 points, mm. 55 points, uh, made 10 threes in the All-Star game, homie's been shooting 29% from the three-point line since. He has been in a major funk behind the arc, right? There's a reason why his name has fallen out of the MVP, MVP conversation, and you've had names like, you know, Joker, You've had Joel Embiid. You've had Giannis that have ascended. You've almost forgotten that Jason Tatum, before All-Star break, was in the conversation, right? Wendy yesterday in first take told me that he will be in fourth. He is slotted to be in fourth in that conversation. But I think last night, him making eight-plus threes and shooting the ball as well as he did, that's a great sign for the Celtics moving forward because right now, Chris Canty, it's about fighting for the number one seed. The Celtics are two games behind the Bucks for the number one seed with six games left to go in the regular season. And when you think about the way these matchups may go as it relates to pairing in the playoffs, the Celtics right now, if they were still to be number two seed, they would have to go against the Heat in the first round. Dude, no team wants to see Jimmy Butler and these dogs in the first round. Now, the Celtics will still be favorite, but you're coming out that series, man, with scratch marks on your arms, claw marks, you're bleedy, you're bloody. All that stuff, right? You're bleeding. I just made up a word in the morning. Bleedy, bloody. You know what I mean? So if you, if you think about this. If you were the Celtics in the, in the second seed, you go against the Heat in the first round, and then you're going against Philly in the Eastern Conference semifinals to inevitably get to the Bucks with the number one seed, that's a hell of a path. Yeah. Yeah, Jay, what we saw last night was twofold. Number one, it's about the Boston Celtics sending a message to the Milwaukee Bucks. Like, we see you at the top of the Eastern Conference standings, but make no mistake about it, on any given night, we can come in here and we can whoop up on you. And if you look at the three games that these two teams have played in the regular season, Boston has been on the right side of two of them, and the one that they lost, Milwaukee was at home, and it went into overtime. So, at some point, that starts to creep into your mind as a team, and you just wonder exactly where the Milwaukee Bucks are at. I keep saying this is a different team from when they won the title. They had Chris Middleton. He was a guy that you could rely on to go for 20 on any given night. He could also explode for 30 or 40-plus, but he's not the same player even though he's had two 30-point performances in March. He's just not. All you have to do is watch the games. You can tell his impact toward this team winning is not the same. The other thing that's a big concern for the Milwaukee Bucks, where's the DJ? Where's the D? I mean, back-to-back nights, you let one team score 139, the other team score 140. That ain't going to get it done. So you do have to have some concern about the Milwaukee Bucks. Drew Holiday has been great. Giannis has been great. But the supporting cast is just not as good as the one that they had when they won a championship. And that's my concern. That's my concern once they get to the second season. I hear you. But I, to me, I, didn't, I don't think you learn anything from a game like this. I mean, Jay, I hear what you're saying about Tatum. And it's funny in the NBA, the modern NBA, like remember when Julius Randle had the breakout year a couple of years ago for the Knicks? Oh, my God, he, did a, he was just shooting and making a lot more threes. Yeah, free, and that was hit, it. Otherwise, his game was the same. He got hot from outside. Hot. So Tatum gets cold from outside, and all of a sudden he falls off. But that's going to, as they say, regress to the mean. Tatum's not going to be a bad shooter because he's a good shooter. But I don't – so, like, that's good if he gets going, right? And what you said about the standing certainly is going to have a huge effect on stuff. It should. But, man, I just 
the NBA, I don't know why they have back-to-backs, but when a team has a real, real tight schedule like the Bucks did, Chris, I hear what you're saying about defense. It's just like they're tired, man. They're tired. They're just tired. Matt, Max, you you coming up with a lot of excuses? It's not for the just one excuse. Bucks. They're just tired. We're coming up with a lot of excuses, dog. So, Chris, here's the hard part, and I hear what you're saying about the defense in the last two games. But since January 23rd, man, they're 25 and five. Yeah, like they they've been on such a tear in the league. Uh, you know, in that span of time, that's how they got the number one overall seed. Boston slid, and then Milwaukee went on this rip. They, they started tearing teams apart. So they've been playing at a really, really high level. Like I said, the last several games of the regular season will ultimately determine the standings. And mm-hmm. I, there are certain teams like I do not want to see the Miami Heat in the first round. Yeah. Like So if, if you're Boston, you're trying everything you can do in your willpower to say, hey, we have to find a way to make up these two games – to get that number one seed. And we're hoping that Milwaukee, like you're saying, Chris, in these last two games, giving up 125-plus points, we hope that you are tired down the stretch so we find a way to sneak oh, that the, number one seed. By the way, seed. I said five out of six. I knew there was something wrong with that. How's that? It's five out of seven. But still, yeah. it's basically you're okay. playing almost every night for a week straight. But, you know, but and in the playoffs, what I, here, you don't have to worry about that. Yeah, but here's what, I, what I'll say, Max. I mean, stacking a lot of regular season wins, that's great. You want to have the best record. You want to have the number one overall seed. But the one thing that I will say to that is that you have to play a certain style of basketball to have success in the postseason. And, Jay, you can speak to this more than anybody. It's one thing to have a great regular season record, but are your dominant traits as a team going to translate to a style of play that's going to make you a tough out once you get to the postseason? I get it. They've got a great record. They've stacked a lot of wins. This team has championship DNA. I don't think this team is as good as a team that won a championship a couple of years ago, thereby being a little more vulnerable than more people want to acknowledge. What about what Chris just said about the style of play? That's right. You can see a team, a lot of the Hawks from, you know, when the Knicks was there. The Knicks from a couple of years ago. You could see, yeah, they got some regular season win. Well, the Hawks had like 60 wins when Budenholzer was there, and they got swept in the first round or something like that. So, so, Jay, when you look at this Bucs team, do you see a style of play that translates to postseason success? I do. I, I still see a team that the addition of Jay Crowder, right? You still have Bobby Portis. Like they added Crowder's Joe Ingles, who sometimes has questions defensively. I get that, but a guy can space the floor. You still have it. Pat Connaughton. You still have depth, right? At the end of the day, though, uh, it comes down to Giannis being Giannis. And Chris Middleton trying to find somewhat of that groove with Drew Holiday, right? Like, it, it's the big three. Like, and you need Chris Middleton to be on the floor. On the floor. Yeah, right. Yeah. That yeah. next version of himself. Yeah. I mean, he didn't play the first game where Drew Holiday went for 51, 55, I think, 50 plus. Yeah. And, and then, you know, because he's still coming off injury. So him finding his rhythm, I think it's going to be critical. Well, yeah. uh, they got the best player in the series in Giannis. They have depth, as you mentioned. They pick up Jay Crowder. And they got two crime partners, really, for them, if they are healthy. All right, coming up, Kevin Durant spoke about his legacy. He spoke to you, Max. Man, Spelichick's <laughs> talking to me. KD's talking. It's not. What are you worried about? It's helping what I the think. show. It's helping the show yeah. out. Are we buying what he's trying to sell? KJ. Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are.
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's Demon Time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100 times your money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and Goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at Prize Picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to PrizePicks.com/morning and use code Morning for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars. That's PrizePicks.com/morning, code Morning for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars. Prize Picks, pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Was that a remix? Oh my god! It, it sounded happened? like it, Jay. What's going on? It sounded in like it. What I mean, happened? It, it, they they want to mess they want to mess with me asking you where's the defense? Oh, it was a glitch. No, you didn't say where's the defense. We got the remix on the rejoin. You didn't say where's the defense, CC. I love you. Uh, where's the D? <laughs> you see you see that you see that edit though. That, that's wait, one of those edits. Wait, this though. is the best though. So when you said it, I'm I'm not even paying attention to it. Pat in my ear, Pat Costello. Did he say where's the D? Where's the D? <laughs> I'm like, oh, we have a bunch of kids. What's going on? That's one of those child. things in sports where child. people He's sometimes child. use that and, and sometimes people think it's hilarious and other times no one even hears it, right? Exactly. Like when do we choose to point that, oh, you said D, oh, right? When do we choose to do but that? But Chris, where is the D? Where's the D? <laughs> I, I'm not going to respond to that, Jay. <laughs> We're, we're going to keep this thing pushing. This is when I look at Max and I ask him to get us back pushing. on track with the show. Oh, no, no, no. Max. No. no that's Come no. on, Max. Yeah, you got no. the wrong guy. <laughs> wrong guy? You <laughs> You're not going to help me, Max? Okay. I'm going to remember that. I'm going to remember this. No, no, no. You All misunderstand right. me. You got the wrong guy to get you back yeah. on track, no. period. Uh, no. Well, get us anywhere other than where we're at. You know what I don't like that's what I'm asking you Can I get us somewhere? Huh. What's going on in the production crew? What's what's up, what's guys? What's going on? Like, can we come here to work today? Can come we be on. professional? Can we do our jobs, Nuno? Unbelievable. Nuno, this falls on you. Look, I mean, you uh, are the leader. Unbelievable. Look, I'm rusty. I didn't realize I was on the board today. I pressed the wrong button. It happens. Oh, Pat's, me, Pat's on the board. Yeah, oh, Yates is off. I'm oh. trying to get back into the flow of this. Just and by me, the way, he's playing hip-hop and everything. Yeah, I'm proud of you, Pat. Look at this. What's going on? Yeah, we got House of Pain in the first segment. Yeah. That was great. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Pat, it's the only way he could do it. He's like, fine, but it's got to be some- House of Pain. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> by the way, you know what I don't like that we haven't mentioned yet today? Have we even brought up the fact that Aaron Judge, the single season all-time champion, that's right, I said it, <laughs> hit a home run in his first at-bat? Nasty. All right, do you listen. not listen to me when I that's talk? What he said. Yeah, I, thought, I, was, I was wondering. He may have. You may have brought that. No, right. Kevin Chris, Durant. Wait, wait, Chris. No, no. I got to get us back on track now. I got to get us back on track now. Chris Max does not hear anything unless he says it. Yes. Did you not right. understand that? Yes. Wow. That's how this show works. How's wow. Work? He's the Aaron Rodgers of sports radio. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Except no darkness Aaron retreat. Aaron Rodgers of sports radio. So Kevin Durant. Now I'm in a hurry to get it back to Kevin Durant spoke about his legacy to The Athletic. Listen to this quote. 
I don't care about legacy. I used to. I used to want to carve out a lane or space in this game for myself that people can remember, but it's become too much of a thing now. It just becomes too much of a focus on other people. What he's done, what's he done, comparisons. Before he wasn't doing all this, before when we wasn't doing all this debating, I cared about it. I'm about to be in the same breath as these top guys. It was big. Nowadays, I truly, truly don't care. I truly, said a lot of trulys just then, just want to go out there and produce, be the best that I could be, go home, hang with my family, that's it. Now, KD is, uh, you know, on the team that's favored to come out of the West right now. Once I left to go to, go to the Warriors in 2016, I figured any logical thing when it comes to me it's out of the window. When it comes to me, people are not going to think in a logical way or simply look what I've done and say that's it. Mm. they got to add a narrative to it. Mm. they got to push something to discredit me. Max, what? go ahead. Once I left to go to the Warriors, it's been the gymnastics on how to discredit me every step of the way. It's like, damn, that's not even fun no more, like engaging with people because y'all aren't even being truthful. You move the goalpost every time. You expect the most out of me, and if I don't reach it, I'm a failure. It's like, what's the problem? Jay, it sounds oh, like you're buying some of what he's selling. Man, no, play I, the I world's smallest violin for KD, man. Stop <laughs> the yourself. world's smallest violin, yeah. Dear What's that, God. Jay? Go ahead, Chris. No, here's the thing. He's talking about not caring about his legacy. That's easy to say after the experiment that was the Brooklyn Nets failed miserably. Like, you are the face of that. If you didn't care about your legacy, why would you leave an ideal basketball situation with the Golden State Warriors to go do your own thing in Brooklyn? You know why you did? Because you wanted to silence all of the critics that criticized you for joining a ready-made title contender. And so you decided, you know what? I'm going to go do my own thing in Brooklyn. I'm going to be the focal point. Go get Kyrie to come run with me. We're going to handpick the coach, which they did. And and we're going to win championships here. And nobody can do anything to discredit me. You can't do all of those things and then come out of the side of your neck and say, well, yeah, I don't really care about how my legacy is, 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 is perceived or how I'm revered. That doesn't matter to me. Of course it does. And it should because of everything that you put in to be as great as you are. Yeah. You know what, though, Chris? Like, so I, I look at this a little bit differently. I think there was a moment in time where Kevin Durant really did care what everybody else had to say. I think that's why he left Golden State. Because, you know, that old line, Chris, when you try to please everybody, what do you do? You please no one, right? Exactly. And I think at the end of the day, regardless of whatever, you know, media stuff that goes viral is typically negative. So when, like, you know, you, and as athletes, you're naturally built not to hear the positive. You, your ears peak when you hear the negative because that typically motivates you. So the combination of both those things – for Kevin Durant, I, I think it, it was what he was talking yeah, about. Yeah, but let, let's look and, at – Hold on, let me finish. Yeah, I'm just going to say that I think at the moment now, if you're KD, it's more so about, yo, that stuff will figure itself out when my body of work is done. So regardless of whatever people want to say now, I have to turn that off in order for me just to focus on what's in front of me because all that other stuff was a distraction and I allowed it to influence me. I actually yeah, give him credit if this is what it really is. I hope it's what it really is. So here's yeah. the thing about hold on, here's the thing about KD guys. 
Chris, of course, he, he's trying to have it both ways, right? Because clearly he goes to he, – he, he leaves and goes to the Warriors. And as you said, it's not just a ready-made title contender. It's a 73-win team that already won a championship and came within mm-hmm. a possession of back, going back-to-back and only didn't because it was one the of greatest the greatest player, players ever. LeBron. G- greatest moment. Prime. Right, greatest moment. And he was crewed up, too. And they just, by the skin of their teeth, didn't win at home in game set. You add an MVP-caliber player to that team, any MVP-caliber player, there's no way they can lose, and that's what happened. So he didn't get full credit for the championships from people like me, not because, I, because I, he, it didn't show the thing you really want to see, which is – can you lead a contender? Not, not a, a team that's where they can't lose, but a contender. Can you beat out LeBron when the playing field is even? That kind of stuff. So he goes to Brooklyn, ostensibly, one would think, to show that. Look, I can make my own thing. It didn't work out. Okay. Now he's on Phoenix. But here's the thing about KD. Phoenix is Chris, a ready-made contender. They were in the finals last year. They have an established thing. They have good players. But great not players. Last year. But it's not like the 73-win Warriors. People like me will actually give KD a lot of credit if he chips up this year. So when I hear him say this before the playoffs, it sounds a little bit like he's giving himself a soft place to land in case they don't win. That's what it feels like to so me. So you feel like he's well, making Max, an that's excuse? A you, Max, Max, that's a you problem. Because yeah, I'm not going to discredit anybody that wins championships and gets a finals MVP. Two finals MVP, Chris. It's not two finals MVP. It's not discredited. I'm not going to do that. It's I know not how hard discredited. It is to win a cha- no, but I know how hard it is to win a championship. And that's essentially what you're saying drove KD to go to Brooklyn. Because he wasn't going to get the credit that he deserves for winning the two chips ah. out in Golden State. Wait a I, I disagree with that. But what it sounds like from KD's comments is that it's an admission that those things influenced him to yes, make a exactly. bad basketball well, exactly. decision. Guys, Chris, that's so what... that may well be the case, but I don't want to really hear that from Kevin Durant because of how disastrous it was in Brooklyn. D- but like, you dis- care about your legacy. Discredit. So let's not start fronting like you didn't. Discredit is the wrong word because he gets credit for it. Does he get as much credit as someone else who oh, did something on a team that wasn't guaranteed to win? That joined, semantics, oh, oh, That but, joined that team, stopped him in Game 7. I was there at, you know, at, at Golden State, stopped him from advancing to a title. He then joined them, and it was a juggernaut team. So, so it's not that he doesn't – he gets credit taken away. He did. He won a championship. He played really well in both those series. But he doesn't get as much credit, for example, as LeBron James winning a championship against that Golden State team when he didn't have a, a, an advantage that was insurmountable. Of course not. It's not you don't take credit away from KD, but that's why what he's doing now adds more credit. But, Chris, I, I want to I go back to your point for a second because you said you know, stop acting like you don't care because you did. But he says this in his first line, I don't care about legacy, Durant told The Athletic. I used to. I used to want to carve out a lane or a space in this game for myself that people can remember, but it becomes too much of a thing. So uh, he's admitting to used to caring about it. But Jay, like, we're talking about here's we're my talking thing, though, about him caring. We're well, talking here's about him caring if, if about, about it. it. If, if this version of Kevin Durant were put it back in that body, his yep. ass should have just stayed in Golden State. I would have won seven or eight chips and be like, y'all can shut up. Y'all can kiss my what. Y'all know what? You know what? Exactly. Chips, what? That's what I what? would have said. I'm the, I'm the best ever. I got seven. What? This Jay, is you not... know what it is, though, Jay? You know what it is? I don't want to hear it right now. It's too soon. That's the problem. Because you cared about it early this season. This is not the first time KD soon. 
has said stuff like this when he was still in OKC. He had a whole thing. Winning a championship is I have a great life, and it's not the whole thing to me, et cetera, et cetera. He said that basically this exact thing when he was still in OKC before he even got to Golden State. Was he not telling the truth then? Can we keep talking about this? The final four tips off tonight. Will David slay Goliath, KJM. Listen to Keyshawn J. Will and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. So what's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go visit your parents, hang out with friends and catch a movie? They're all solid options, but what about devoting time to yourself? Maybe taking up a personal hobby you've put off. With everything in your life that you handle, work, picking the kids up from school, running errands, you never really get enough me time. The best way to squeeze that time into your schedule is to first understand your own personal value and then make yourself a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Prioritizing mental health is an important part of my life. Let BetterHelp empower you to be the best version of yourself and guide you along the journey of becoming a better you. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, we are on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, Sirius XM Channel 80, the ESPN app. Click more on the lower right-hand corner of the app. Scroll down to live radio. We're portable. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. You can download the podcast. Can I finish my point on Kevin Durant real quick, Max? I didn't know you had So, yeah. So, my main thing, Chris, is that if this is the case, today is April 1st, right? I hope this is not an April Fool's joke here going on. (laughs) But It is, but go ahead. Then don't care. Then (laughs) from this point forward, regardless of what Max says, Stephen A., Myself, you, Skip Bayless, Shannon Sharp, anybody in media, I don't need to hear nothing. Just be an assassin. And at the end of the day, for Kevin Durant, let his body of work dictate his legacy. Because I hope, I pray for as great of a basketball player as Kevin Durant is, if he adds this missing component to his persona, that's what I'm talking about, damn it. Because that's next level for him. He shouldn't give a damn what anybody says. It don't matter. All that matters is what Kevin Durant thinks about Kevin Durant. You feel me? Mic drop, Jay. Nothing else needs to be said. Okay. If if that's 
the growth that we're seeing from Durant right now as opposed to what we heard earlier in the season, then all of this conversation about his legacy and his career and what people are criticizing him about, including Charles Barkley, needs to be put Bye. to bed. There you go. Bye. Get, get rid of the burner well, accounts, dog. Yeah, right. Stop That's tweeting. Even if he we don't want to hear it that. It don't matter, No, Max. no, but, but, but well, hold on. The reason, you understand sports, the money in sports even, the salaries, everything, it's not just about. It's based upon the fact that these are the best in the world. Mm-hmm. But a lot of it is narrative-driven. It's the story. It's we want to know the characters. You want to know what's at stake. You want to know what the obstacles are, how big they are, what the risks are, how hard it is to do the thing they're trying to do, right? There's yes. a downside, too. There's an upside. So KD has an enormous opportunity right now. He can chip up right now on a team he just got to. That's going to do a lot. You just arrived late in the season, missed time. He's played and, seven games in right, 2020. It'd be an enormous accomplishment seven games. for him to win a championship. And as you say, seven footer who can do all that, there's no reason he shouldn't be in the MJ, LeBron, Kobe, right? He should be right there. If he does this, he will be. Like, people will but, start but, to. I don't think. See, no, see, that's the part where no, you I miss me, Max, because be. I don't think this changes how I look at Kevin Durant as a player. Oh, it, but it, it doesn't. It does for me. This would be the first time he's won a championship on a team that couldn't not win a championship. This would be it. They were in the NBA Finals a couple of years ago. Who? The Phoenix Suns. Yeah, that's right. They were in the finals, but they couldn't get over the top. They are a typical juggernaut conference team. No one wins on a bad team. Of course you need a great team around you to win a championship. The difference with the Warriors were they were in the conversation until they lost by a possession in the finals for the greatest team ever. He joined that and they didn't even really have to lose anything. It was stupid. When it happened, everyone knew no one had a chance. What if they That's didn't win different. it? What if they didn't yeah. win it? There was no way for them not to. <laughs> no, I'm asking you. No, you, we like to play what if. There, there, there are ways that that team may not have won a championship. If they yes. wouldn't have won it, what would we have been talking about with that team? It wouldn't have been good. I, all I'm saying is at the end of the day, you're telling me narratives that media members or people like you feel like you need to qualify or validate whether Kevin Durant is one of the greatest you've ever seen. And I'm telling you, if you're Kevin Durant, I don't give a damn what Max Kellerman's narrative is about me being one of the greatest. I know I am one of the greatest to ever play the game. And by the way, basketball players know when it's all said and done that unicorn is one of his most special players the game of basketball has ever By seen. He is one of the greatest. He is up there with LeBron and Michael is he, Jordan. Is he? Who are the greatest scoring, players? I, no, I'm just curious. In scoring forget as a player, about, I'm not talking. You're talking about titles and forget team about championships. In scoring. I'm asking you. See, this. you might not like that you feel this way. No, no, no. But I, I'm I, asking you for okay. your, and I don't mean scoring, me. greatest players of all time. Who are your top five? Greatest players of all time. Like greatest player, like what are we no, doing? You know exactly what I mean. Come on, you're asking me as it relates to champion. Who are the greatest no, 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 winners? No, no. I'm asking you who the greatest, the greatest players, players in basketball I've ever seen. Want. Define it whoever you want. However, you, watch this. Chris Canty. Who are the five greatest okay. basketball players who ever? I'll lived? tell you the greatest Number basketball five. players I've ever seen. Okay. Michael Jordan. Right. LeBron Number James, four. Kevin okay. Durant. Number okay. three. So I think. For you, he's top I, three. I think greatest basketball players that the earth has ever set foot on. Those are those hope, are three. I hope that they have set foot on the earth and not the yeah, other whatever. Way. But, but, I, but <laughs> sorry I, for messing up a word. But I agree with you that this. Is, I think this is instructive. To your saying, Kevin Durant belongs really in the top three. Jay, I'm saying actually, I'm saying the same thing. But I don't think history will record him that way That's okay. if he doesn't win a championship That's away fine. from Golden State. That's fine because I know that this is a team sport. Mm-hmm. I know that it takes way more than just. 
one of the greatest players, with maybe the exception of LeBron, that carried teams to NBA Finals, Chris Canty. But it yep. feels like in this media world that we live in now, that detracts his greatness. People use that against him. Chris, who are your that, top Which is five wild players? to me, CC. He's dragging Matthew Dellavedova no and doubt. Booby Gibson to NBA Finals. It's like, well, look at his NBA Finals record. It never compares to NBA. Which is wild. Which is wild. That's wild to me. No, 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 no. no, 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 no people no. don't use his extra credit. Yeah, people up, use stop. his Finals record against that, him. But that's yes, petty if you do. just. But but wait a minute. You got to take it one at a time. LeBron, in my for me and for many people, I'm not the only one. I look at that series where Kyrie and Kevin Love went down and he got to a game six with that Warriors team. He gets extra credit for that. I look at the Cavs team. He dragged to the finals, kicking and screaming in 07. I don't care that he lost in the finals. Of course he's going to lose. He got extra credit for that. Where you take a little credit away. And it's the not Miami series? It, but it's only versus guys like Jordan. Is if you're crewed up and you face another crewed up team and you come up a little short and there was another guy in history who never came up short in that situation, then in a comparison what do you, what do you where you're making a hierarchy, he may not be ahead what, of that what, guy. Can you, can you define come up short just when you get you to the win. finals? Because there have been a lot of times that Michael hasn't got to the finals. Every single where, time. Wait, 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 no, I'm not. I'm, I'm not trying to, I'm not debating an overall arching argument. I'm going into the details of it. You make it sound that every time Michael Jordan entered the playoffs, he won. No. And he did not. No, no, no. So, no, 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 I just want to hear you say that Michael Jordan, wait, wait, let me finish. Did Michael Jordan come up short sometimes, Max? Never when he had another all-star with him. You see? No. Oh, yeah, he didn't win every time he had Scottie Pippen. You they didn't win it every time they had Scottie Pippen on two, the same team. Excuse me. Did they? He wasn't an all-star in those seasons. There were two seasons where Pippen was an all-star and they didn't win. One was the migraine so game in short. game seven against the Pistons. In other words, he wasn't so they an came all-star. Up short. And two was when he came back Why with is it 20 so games hard for him to say season. Michael Jordan came Otherwise, up short, Otherwise, he always Chris. won the championship. See, this is what happens to people. Why are you bogging like me down in an argument you can't win? Michael Jordan came up short. It's okay. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.